Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. If you have been trying to declutter your house and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful and Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like the task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list. And I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it. Or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know, Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Hey, I wanted to give you some tips today on helping your kids declutter. So I cover this in depth in, in my courses, full processes for getting your kids on board, walking them through the process. Because when you're decluttering as a mom, you are not only decluttering for yourself, you are also decluttering on behalf of your kids. And you are not only having to learn the decluttering skill for yourself, you're having to teach it to your kids. So I just wanted to share a few things that I do to help my kids declutter, specifically my one kid who wants to hold on to everything. I'm going to tell you a story about that. But um, my older kids who are 11, 13, and 17, when we decluttered, I've been talking a lot about this on the podcast. Go listen to the last month's episodes. <laughs> um, but they didn't really have much of a say 
in the decluttering process. They were two, four, and seven at the time. Um, but we had to get rid of everything other than what fit into our suitcases. And so that was a little bit of a different situation and it was fine, but that's not how I recommend decluttering with your kids. If you don't have extreme circumstances, like we had, you can go listen to those other episodes to hear what those circumstances were. But for my kids now, I include them in the process. And it's funny to me because my now five-year-old is, uh, she was a baby when I started motherhood simplified in this podcast I was breastfeeding her while I was recording podcasts and writing blogs and creating courses um and now she's five and she when I started motherhood simplified I would have people be like well what do I do with my kids who don't want to get rid of anything right and I'm like I don't you know help them with it right like guide them do your stuff first show them what it's like to declutter your stuff show them what the process is like Tell them where you're taking stuff, right? Don't just jump in and make them get rid of their stuff, which I still believe in, right? Lead by example and model it to them first and help them make decisions. It's more of a parenting skill, I think, than a decluttering skill. So I don't always like to talk about it too much, but I do think that you do have to find that line of like making decisions with them, making decisions for them when it's appropriate, Right. But um, anyway, it's not what we're going into depth in today. I couldn't cover it all in an episode if I wanted to. That's why I have the course. Um, So when you enroll in Decluttering Simplified, you get a bonus course called Toy Decluttering 101. And that's the course that really goes deep into that, like guiding your kids through the process. Um, But the first thing that I do, actually here, let me tell you this story. We got flowers for Valentine's Day. I got her pink roses um, because she loves pink. And I was like, that'll be really cute. We can put some flowers on the table. She's got her own little cute roses and she will love them. And in my head, I'm like, she's going to be sad when they start to die. So I'm going to prepare her for that and be like, flowers don't last forever. So the first thing I would recommend is like getting ahead of things, right? Like having conversations with your kids about like how long things, how long certain things last and um, what you do with them when it's time to get rid of them. The flowers is a pretty quick turnaround, right? They don't last forever. The last, I think ours lasted actually almost two weeks, like 10 days. Right. And then they started dying and flies were coming in and it was time to get rid of them. And she was upset about it, even though she could see with her own eyes that they were dying and they were getting gross and they had bugs on them and it was time to go. She was still really sad about it. And so I caved Uh, and I don't know if I, I don't know, caved is the right word, but you know, it wasn't worth it to me to just throw them away when she was clearly upset. So I told her, we'll try to hang these upside down and see if we can get them to dry. So that's what they're doing now. And, um, it's not really working. I don't know why they're like, maybe we waited too long to try and do that. And now it's just not working, but anyway, we're doing that. And so sometimes you have to walk that line as the parent of like, accommodating them and then not always enabling them. (laughs) It's not always easy, right? But what I do, the first thing that I do for all of my kids and my husband is I just talk openly about things that I'm getting rid of, my own things that I'm getting rid of, right? And a couple days ago from when I'm recording this, I got rid of some things that I didn't use anymore that we didn't really have room for and that I knew somebody else would love. And the things that I got rid of were really hard for me to get rid of. They were some gardening things that represent an ideal version of myself that I don't have time 
energy or space for in this season of my life. And it's going to be a long time before I do, right? It's going to be like my youngest is in high school is when I have time for that. So I got rid of it and I'm letting, I donated it so somebody else can love it and use it right now instead of me holding on to it for about another decade when I have time for it. I thought I would have time for it and I don't. Um, so I told her that she was, she, she even gets sad when anybody else gets rid of something, even if it's not her stuff, like she gets upset if it's even my own stuff that I'm getting rid of. I don't know why it just is what it is. It's just who she is. Right. And so I told her, I got to get rid of this stuff, right? If you look around in this room, we don't have room for it. I don't use it. And I don't, I would like to have it. You know, I like this thing, but I just, I'm not going to keep it. I don't have time for it and we don't have room for it. And so somebody else is going to take it to their house and they're going to use it. And she's like, you know, kind of sad, but she's like, okay. You know, eventually she got to a place where she's like, okay, fine. Like, like, great, whatever. I'm moving on with my life. Okay. Um, so having conversations kind of preemptively that don't directly involve them or their stuff is helpful because then brings me to the second point of something that I do to help them. I talk to them about why sometimes we have to get rid of their things, right? You know, for her age, she outgrows clothes pretty quickly and she gets sad when she has to get rid of them, even if she knows that they don't fit her anymore, even if she can clearly see that it has holes in it and she really can't wear it anymore. Right. And I have those conversations about sometimes we get rid of things because they don't fit anymore. Sometimes we get rid of things because they're worn out. Sometimes we get rid of things because we don't have room for them anymore. Sometimes we get rid of things because we say we want to play with it, but we never do. And we don't have room for it. Right. So I will have conversations with them about those things. Right. In my older kids' rooms, um, they can, they pretty much declutter independently now, but you know, when they were like six, seven, eight, nine, ten, I would still go in there and help them make decisions of, Hey, do you wear this? Does this fit you? Um, I know this still fits you, but I never see you wearing it. Do you think you want to keep it? I know you have this stuff, but I never see you play with it. And it's been about two years. Do you still want to keep it? And just walking them through those things, having conversations with them, uh, that are not always threatening, right? Or being like, well, you have to get rid of this stuff. You don't have room for it, right? Instead of telling them, I like to use the approach of, hey, um, can you help me walk through this decision-making process that you are that you are dealing with, right? Let's walk through some logic together. Um, and I find that just kind of opens them up to be more receptive, but also kind of diffuses the emotions that they might have, right? And it's not like you're saying this to them, I'm going to use some logic with you. So your emotions don't take over, uh, but that's what's happening. And you can use this trick on yourself as well. And the final thing that I do to help everyone in my family declutter is I talk about the things that we have and love. And I talk about why we have them. And I talk about how we use them. And I talk about how much we appreciate them. And my idea behind this is that I want to make it normal for us to talk about and really know and be aware of what we have, what we keep, why we have it, why we keep it, so that we can contrast it to the things that we don't want to keep and the things that we don't decide to keep and the things that we decide 
that it's time to let go of. I want to have that contrast. You can listen to last week's episode where I talked a little bit about this as well. Um, just, you know, appreciating the things that we have. So she's still my little one. She still struggles to let things go and that's okay. I don't know if you guys can hear them in the background right now. I'm going to have to send them away from this room. Hold on. Um, so anyway, kind of lost my train of thought, <laughs> but I wanted to make sure that I told you this too, that sometimes when there's so much clutter in your house and you're trying to get your kids on board or you're trying to get them to declutter some of their things and they just can't, it's okay for you to come in and make executive decisions in their best, best interest. Okay. So some examples that I want to share of like when I actually have a whole podcast episode called when it's okay to declutter your kid's stuff. Um, but since you're listening to this episode, I'll give you the short version of it and then you can go listen to that full episode. Um, there's been a lot of times where moms, you know, they have their kids' bedrooms and you can't even see the floor because there's so many toys, right? That's a time where it's okay to go in and make some executive decisions to clear things out, to make it doable for them so that they can even start the process, right? Um, or maybe it's a playroom. It's the same situation, right? Or whatever it might be. There's lots of trash. There's lots of duplicates. There's lots of broken things that the kids don't really need to be making decisions on. And you just need to get the ball rolling and you just need to make decisions about what's ultimately best for them overall. Um, I Like I said, I'm not saying when they're at school, go behind their back and get rid of every single thing in their room. It's like you use your judgment. You are a smart mom. You are a smart person. You know how to do this. And that's the role of a parent, right? Sometimes it's making the decisions for our kids that they don't necessarily like or want, but is are best for them. And then eventually they're, they're happy that you helped them out. You're, they're happy that you swooped in and did what needed to be done in order to, to help them along. So use your judgment, take that for what it's worth. This is why I, I, I don't talk about this super a lot because I do feel like it's more parenting than it is decluttering, but it is a big part of decluttering as a mom. So hopefully this is helpful for you. If you want more support in it, of course, you can go check out Decluttering Simplified. One of the bonuses is Toy Decluttering 101. Currently at the time of me recording this is, is Toy Decluttering 101. And you can get uh, more support on that. You can also get the Decluttering Intro Pack. The Decluttering Intro Pack includes Toy Decluttering 101 in uh, in that little bundle. So those will be linked in the show notes. Happy decluttering, everybody. And I will see you on the next episode. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. You love the show. I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you 
but when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the motherhood simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye.